Good evening, Conversations Live, the mm-hmm. podcast. Good I am. Jesse. Good evening to you. <laughs> Who are you? Me? I yes. am Lisa Bybee. The co host? Yes, the co host of Conversations. And I have the Lisa Listen division at Jess Talk, where I do success coaching and am the VP of Sales and Marketing. And you are really good at it, too. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I do. You know. And also, we blushing. have Spencer Horn in the studio with us as well, Welcome too. Spencer. Yep. <laughs> Great to be here. It is so cool to have you. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping, but we're going to bring you in fast because you, sir, <laughs> are a talker. <laughs> A good talker, I should say, and a wonderful Conversationalist speaker. Conversationalist is how I'd really, Conversationalist really as rather well. prefer to it's it. It all depends on what neighborhood you're from, but it's all the same. So anyway, talker, we'll, conversationalist, yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, jive. blah, blah. We don't know what he, he I think he can do it all. Jib, jab, jab. Yeah. And I am Jesse Farrell of the same as a Just Talk Speaking and Coaching Firm and with Elisa Listen as an adjunct, as a great extension to the company. I think that's good. And professional speaker, success coach, and author. Okay. And now podcaster, we're there doing we it. We're all doing right. the podcasting thing. Yes. Right. So yes. it's all good. Well, housekeeping first, a little housekeeping. Okay. Look what Kay, the lady from Las Vegas woman magazine dropped off. She I want to show the audience. She's a sweet girl to do that. Yeah, today. she is. And you know, what's cool about this, this, uh, there's an article in this magazine and it's all about you. Oh. It's a wonderful article. And if those, those listeners that are out there want looking for this on page 110, cause I figured it out and it's a well-written article doing something great about how you show up in the world. How does wow. that leave you feeling? It left me feeling pretty remarkable, I it's, have to say. It's really, really cool. It's a great article in this magazine, and it comes as an extension of this whole Women of Distinction Award. Tell us a little bit about this thing. The Women of Distinction Award is you are nominated through NABO, which is the National Association for Women Business Owners, and it came as a complete surprise when they called me on stage and said that I had won this award, so... Uh, you have to do good things for the community and there's certain check marks that you need to qualify in order to receive the award. And it was uh, very humbling. I do. If I do say so. Myself. Interesting to hear you say that those words are perfect. Cause right here it reads, it says about you. Her primary focus is on helping women improve the quality of their lives in a global way. While mastering the art of relationships, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, let's so get perfect. Going. Yes, let's, let's get into Spencer it. Waiting let's, any no, longer. Talk, you know what? I want to know. I know a little bit about Spencer. You know a little bit more about Spencer, and I want the listeners to know a lot more about Spencer. Can you read that man's bio for us? Yes, I can. Do it. He has businesses across the country, and that have welcomed Spencer as an enthusiastic, insightful source for counsel and advice on developing productive and focused corporate cultures. Spencer's 23 years of executive experience allows him to wake up seasoned leaders to help them effectively mentor their emerging leaders and increase organizational effectiveness. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's a lot of that, stuff. That is. <laughs> That is a lot of stuff, Mr. Spencer Horn. And you said it so well. You well, did say you. it well. Thank you very much. So so let's bring it all together. Uh, our, our main piece today that we want to talk about in terms of the main topic that you're going to dovetail right into, especially after that huge introduction, that great bio, is how to build life skills along with looking for sustainable relationships. Mm. So how do we build life skills in connection with sustainable relationships? You like you like that? Love it, L- love it. And, and you, before we dig into that, I just I want to congratulate you. I do know Lisa, and that is well deserved. Nice. Love what she's been able to do for the community, and I'm so excited for you for well, that. Thank for that you, award. Spencer. Thank you very much. He 
is, uh, you know, my Nabo buddy. We sit, <laughs> yeah, at, our, we sit at all the right. luncheons together. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. But you got, you're in great company. Yes, I am. So I mean, how awesome is that to go to the National Association of Women Business Owners and, and be... One of uh, like yeah. one, of, one or two guys, <laughs> one or two in, guys in the room. Right. <laughs> it's a smart choice on your part. <laughs> yes, you learn a whole lot more. So your level of understanding the relate that's with right. women and business and Which women is what period. we're talking about. Yes, exactly right. It's you're, ra- <laughs> you're raising the bar. Thank you. Let's talk about you, though. Talk, what got you into doing what you do? My business? Oh, my goodness. So for the last seven years, I've been working with a leadership development organization, development company. So I have always had a passion of of working with organizations and individuals within companies. Prior to that, I ran several organizations as, gosh, a vice president of a publicly traded company, had hundreds of employees. And there's always a challenge of people. For sure. Within an organization. For sure. How they relate to each other. And because we're all so different, it creates challenges and, and, and problems. Really, For how sure. do they relate to people and how do they uh, how are they able to communicate effectively to be successful within the roles that we ask them to do? Huge. So that's been throughout those 23 years of experience, um, communication and life skills are, uh, are critical. And and that experience in leadership has translated now into my own company. They're absolutely essential. And congratulations. A round of applause for you, for your own company. Thank you. That's a good one. Yeah. Good job, Thank you. Spencer. Because you've owned your own business before. This Correct. isn't the first time for you, but this, you, you swung back into this. Yes. How new is this new venture? One month. Wow. <laughs> so we are, this is a celebration of one month. That's, well, it started... August 1st, really? I mean, that's a weekend. That okay, was a fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> exactly. No, this is cool. So t- tell us how what you do helps others or serves others. How is like how, how do they feel served by your effort? Absolutely. So one of the things that I do is I work with organizations to start with to get the right people. And some of the right people are the people that have the life skills that we're going to be talking about. How do they come into an organization and integrate effectively mm-hmm. with a new culture? How does that impact then the culture? So I help our clients find the best people. And, and that's really finding people that Huge. have the skills that we're talking about. Huge. And then how do we then integrate them into that culture? How do we keep the, the, the best employees. So that's talking about building culture within organizations and and making it a place where people want to be and want to stay. Very nice. So those are some of the things that I Very nice. Very nice. Did you want to add, do you have a question or anything that you want to pop out there to Spencer before I get a little deeper with him? Well, Spencer and I were talking a little bit in the green room and I thought it was fascinating how his business dovetails exactly with what we do with Color Code. He does the PDP. I was going to ask him about what kind of personality profile or people science that you add, because you said you help them find the right people. So yes. I am curious about that. Is it PDP that you use That's as, correct. Far as, yep. as far as the people science? Yeah, and there's and there's lots of different programs. The one that you use, great programs. And, and it's really... Myers-Briggs, DISC. Myers-Briggs, yeah. DISC, Intermetrics, Emergenetics. Enneagram, you know, it, sure. And, and here's... Winslow. The, lots, lots. <laughs> yeah. TTI. They're all great products. Really, the magic, however, is not in the wand. It's in the magician, isn't it? Isn't that what you Absolutely. do? Absolutely. I like, I, I, you I like know, I do analogy. like, I like that. I never heard it put that way. Do I like that? But I also believe it is in helping people to have a healthy want to. Correct. Because it doesn't matter what system or systems you use. If the people don't want to embrace those systems and enroll those and do something with it, then nothing happens. Mm-mm. So you can administer it, even as the magician, you can administer it quite well, 
But what Lisa and I are finding is for, for better sustainability is helping them stay excited and connected with the results of those of that people science and do something with that That's and right. roll that. And what, what we were talking about beforehand is I'm at, before I even came here, I was working with a client today to actually integrate this into their system. Sure. Into their, it's an nice. integrated management system. Nice. So it carries on when I'm not there. It's not just about giving them a profile. Here's who you are. It's, not, it's right. totally helping integrate the entire organization, how they improve their communication, but they administer it. So I teach them how to do that, and that's where the and I love that. magic. Is. Well, guess what? Then, well, then we are we're I don't know if we're first cousins or twin brothers. We are, but <laughs> we are. I'm not sure where to go with this. But... <laughs> I don't know. Scooby snack. Yeah, but uh, but I like that because we have done the very same thing. Yes, we can pay, we can talk about a client uh, over at the Mirage that we've served with our, the product we like, and we like we like all of them. The one that we. Yep get the most value so far with because we put more time and attention and learning. Also, we've become certified in it as well as the color code. Right. And we like enrolling that to the degree that the senior vice president that we work with, he actually enrolls to the degree that he knows how to, how to, we help give them the assessment and then he knows how to enroll it with his senior leaders thereafter. And that's part of, that's part of what helps shape that culture and have them have one unified voice and all being on the same page Correct. by getting themselves and getting others. Jesse, and that's so important mm-hmm. because that in order for an organization to change, that has to happen when you're not there. Exactly. And so you're helping that senior vice president to actually embed that into the culture, which is really helpful to that organization. It's huge. So, so with that being said, we know that there's a great deal of value in taking one of the these people science deals, but it's another thing to have someone that knows exactly what they're doing, how they can decipher the code, help you understand its results, help you figure out how to enroll it from your strengths and your limitations yes. and all those sort of things, your wants, your needs, from your own natural native character. Yes. So that's good. I'm glad. That's a great place to start. I'm glad you do that. You know, I for the first seven years of my business, I didn't use any of those things. I wanted to pride myself on getting to know the client and then feeding that back to them by showing them the mirror, which is good, but it's much more expedient to have some sort of a, a diagnostic like this and then test its accuracy and then enroll the intel. You're, you're so right. You both are great coaches. You do a lot of coaching. And if when you get agreement on that profile and saying, hey, here are my basic natural traits. Right. And you get agreement, Here, here's how you show up, here are your strengths, and they go, yes. And okay, and by the way, anytime you overuse those strengths, there are problems and challenges. And are these things coming up? Exactly. And if they've bought into it, then you have a platform to begin to help them to adjust their traits. And so that's a great, great place to come from. And they're more open and teachable for your service. For sure, for sure. I'd like, that's so huge. We're going to talk about life skills in a second, but I want to yeah. talk about before we do, I'm curious about your why. Why do you do what you do? So, you know, a lot of people have different reasons. Sure. I, what I, why I do it, I love it. I love to help teach and work with people. For me, I love to be able to uh, see the light go on and, and the aha. And I love people to feel like I can I can change. Sure. So often people come and they say, you know what, I am who I am, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that to me is tragic. And so when I hear somebody say, you know what, I, I can be better. I can do something differently. I can achieve something that I haven't achieved before. And to be a part of that, for me, that's very exciting. I think that's huge okay. too. And, and to be uh, some part of that, whatever that part looks like, is part of that catalyst, part of the thing that gets that that fuse lit and yeah. and, and sees them take off and, and, and take flight and do something that they ordinarily might not have done, not resulting into default behavior. Yeah. What they would do by default is 
what they've always done. Right. You help break that. You help create breakthroughs, actually. Yeah. And those breakthroughs are huge. And they typically, by the way, come from breakdowns. Yeah. No, you're exactly <laughs> right. But it, for me, it's even simpler. Have you ever had a great teacher? I mean, yes. college yes. and high school. And how about my definitely. How about my two favorite teachers? My fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Essen Price. She's all-time favorite and still in touch with her, still hang out with her. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and my eighth grade art teacher. Now, yes, sure, it's amazing. I lost all my hair. I'm 50-something, right? And <laughs> I'm still too. hanging out with my eighth grade we teacher. We are cousins. Yeah, first cousins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I, so I, my eighth grade art teacher, who was responsible for me being able to you know, do well enough in art to get a full-ride scholarship to UNLV, that's all because of her yeah. love and care and attention. They're still in my life. You know, I'm not uh, in touch with any of mine. Are you? No, no but I, I've run into them, and and I remember them. Mr. Ruger, Mrs. Porath. I mean, my fifth grade teacher. My mother was a teacher. She taught in high nice. school and junior high. Very nice. And I remember the kids from junior high actually coming over to the house. And, and she had cancer, so she when I was in the classroom, so they would come over. Mrs. Horn, how are you doing? And I loved that she had such an impact on those kids. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Teaching is such a noble profession. There are it challenges really to make a living in that, unfortunately. In this day and age? That's right. Hello. And so to have the opportunity that we have to actually be able to teach in a corporate setting and, and be able to make a difference, to me, that that is a big part of my work. It is huge. And it does remind me of, of, of both my fourth grade and eighth grade teacher. Mrs. Ludwig, well, she allowed me to walk, uh, maybe, well, she didn't allow, I walked about two miles. <laughs> right. I walked about two miles through the desert, but she allowed me to come to her home anytime I wanted to make the walk. I knocked on the door, and you know how kids are. A lot of times kids are entitlement. They, we just, I didn't think I needed to call first. And she let me in every time. She'd take a look at the work, and she'd yeah. critique it and tell me what I need to do. And I'd walk back home and she, as much as I wanted to. That's awesome. That's a big deal. And I bet your clients do that for you today. They do. How did you get into this in the first place? You know, sometimes uh, there's serendipity that yeah, happens I, in life. I totally know that. And so in my corporate experience... I was recruiting and hiring people and then training and developing them. And I moved here to Las Vegas to run a, a, a nonprofit organization, which mm-hmm. I'd never done before. And I was introduced to a leadership development company about, gosh, seven and a half years ago. Okay. And I started working for them and started doing organizational development, which was a natural extension of, of my business experience. And that's really how I got into it. And oh. that's the serendipitous part. I mean, I was... Uh, I, I loved it. And that, to me, I was like, here's where I fit. And here's, because uh, I'd done so many other things in the corporate world, but teaching and training, it, it felt good. It's your passion. Nice. Yeah. It's where you belong. Yeah, it's your, pur- it's your purpose. It's your calling. It's what you're put on this earth to do. And with that, I'm going to test that. Oh, okay. See where you stand. <laughs> how about, how do, what, what, let's start helping people with, what are the life skills that people really need to have to build sustainable relationships? Like what? You know what? A big part of being able to have sustainable relationships is being aware of the impact that you have on people. Okay, I like that, how you show up. That's really good. So here's the challenge that we have. And and, and I'm talking about leadership, not only leadership, but just in in life. None of us intend, I imagine, I I believe the best of people. We don't ever intend to step on each other's toes. For the most part, right. For the most part, I believe in, in, you know, people are good, basically. However, it's it's how our traits show up that impacts people, that gets us into trouble in our communication, in our leadership, in our roles. And that's the challenge is, is how are we actually impacting each other? I like that. And I think people want to be good inherently. You said, I believe people are good inherently. I believe they want to be good inherently. Yeah. So, so I think it's a bit of a point. I, I, I think that's a great, great perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so talking about life skills, um, I also think that people need to know themselves first. They do. I think it's very difficult when you don't know yourself or what your character is, is 
protruding, how can they even measure if they don't know themselves how they're coming across with other people? That's exactly the point. Right. You cannot understand your impact on others if you're not aware of how you're showing up. I agree. And I, then I think you have to want to make that connection with others. Right. It doesn't have to be a long-term connection. It could be someone in the grocery store or someone at the mailbox or someone on a walk or whatever. It and have, they don't know how to do it. Most people don't. Most, most people feel sort of shut down. I was having a conversation with someone recently, and they, they, they are of the ilk where they don't like a whole bunch of common pleasantries. They think it's like poo-poo shishi stuff. And right. I say it's the introduction to the conversation. Mm-hmm. You've got because people are a little nervous but, at first. But Jesse, you're don't. outgoing, you're friendly personality, and when when somebody asks you a question, you give them a response. You talk to them, tell them here's how I feel. Right. However, there are people that when you say how you doing, they say fine. They think they've given you a whole paragraph. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And it's just not fulfilling to you it's or true. I, right? It's true. It's not enough. That's true. Well said. And so, how do we find more of a voice for those people? For instance, well, so if being being aware and understand that. Sometimes our exuberance and the ability to, to talk openly and freely to them comes across as inauthentic. So, for example, you may have people on, on your team, in your organization, or even in your family that um, if you give them praise, you did such a great job and you do that publicly, that's, that's embarrassing to them. They don't want it. They don't need it. So if you do that, they feel like that's a waste of time and it's in, inauthentic. So as in a leadership role, they don't give that. They don't give those types of recognition right. that people need and want right because they're because it's not important to them but then mm-hmm. but but so you really so what you really want to do is have enough of a dialogue or enough of a read because it's not always about conversation it can also be about body language yeah uh, not can be it is and so you can take a read on those situations and then you can get an understanding of how you believe those different modalities whether they're someone that's motivated by power or they're motivated by getting things done or they're motivated by intimate yes. conversation or they're quiet and withdrawn and they, they need time to process, you know, whatever their modality of, of character or character modalities are, you can read that on people without having them take a, an assessment and then you l- seek to speak their language. And that's building rapport. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but again, that comes down to awareness and having the desire to change your approach. Right. And I have a question for you. How do you find that people develop that desire? Where did that come from? I first, I, I, I first. Do you have a do you have a thought on it? Because I don't want to well, thunder you. I was just going to say first, you have to want to. Because if you don't have the desire, I mean, you have to have the want to. Because if the want to isn't there, the desire is never going to be there. And where does that come from? I think Jesse said something earlier that can cause can can be one of the causes of that desire. The broken want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and I think what happens is we spend a lot of time as people concerned about what people think about us, even if we say we don't, we do. Yeah. We spend a lot of time fitting in or seeking to fit in. If even if we say we don't, we do. Yeah. Because all of our early life where we're taught, you know, fitting in is where you don't get picked on. Fitting in is when you don't get bullied. Fitting in is when you get to do what other kids are doing. So we're really kind of taught this whole fitting in campaign. In fact, we did a program on bullying, we won't get into it now, but bullying in the workplace. Uh, I didn't even realize I was bullied in the workplace until we did the program. And I would look back at my my professional life, and I was bullied, and it shut me down for years. Absolutely. It happens all and the so time. And so I does. think what happens, really, Spencer and Lisa, I think oftentimes we don't, if we don't catch ourselves, we may be doing things simply just to fit in and unsure of what that is. So we pull back. We hold back. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about fitting in. Do I want to fit in? Sure. I'd like to fit in in the areas that make sense for me, but if I cannot... I'll go somewhere else and, and seek to fit in somewhere. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be in places where but, I, you know But I mean? Jesse, you have that experience of that confidence. For a lot of people, 
that's a challenge for it's them huge. because the change is hard. I, I think there's another thing that happens a lot of times to get people to want to change is maybe they've had an experience that they're not moving ahead in their career. They're not, the relationship isn't moving forward. And so there's an incentive there to say, man, what can I do differently? Why am I being passed over? Or why am why is someone else getting the opportunity and I'm not? And it's a negative motivator. Right. Yet it can be something like, how do I get, how do I get to the next level? I think one way to get people to want to change, to help them with that process, is to create a safe environment. Yes. To create a safe place for them to tell the truth about them wanting that and being afraid that it's not going to happen. I think that's one of the safe, safest things is you can let them know that here is a great place to start that dialogue. I think it happens in conversation. Yeah. Because I think if you leave it, hence conversations. Yes, right, right. right. I think if you leave it in the brain, and especially don't spend so much time alone. I like to spend time alone. I like my own time. But if you spend too much time alone, then those thoughts are just regurgitating the same old thoughts. Yeah, and, you know, and I have a, a thought that comes up, and it's usually spoken by Captain Insano. I don't know if you remember him from The Water Boy. Okay. And sometimes he'll say things that 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 I that aren't motivating to me. And I'm like, shut up, Captain Insano. Right? It's staying in here, and I'm having <laughs> right. that conversation right. in my head. Right. People are thinking you're really crazy. Right. 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 No, but I but I think that's I think that when people feel that they can work this out yeah. and gain some ground and get better with the things that have maybe trapped them for their whole life. Yeah. That that's somewhat encouraging and it's an incentive and to know that you can have an engagement or conversation with someone that gives you an opportunity to express that. And really it's most, mo most of it is false limiting beliefs in the first place. That's yeah. right. And that's what I'm talking about. The, that self-talk that yeah. we have that, that puts our, we put ourselves down. Absolutely. We say we can't do it. I, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm not worthy of, I'm not of, good enough. I'm not good enough. And yes. The, and why do we, I mean, I, I guess it would be human nature, but why do so many people have that voice that stops them because you know, they don't think they're good enough? That, that, that's a great question. I think that's part of the life skill is being able to overcome those self, those limiting beliefs. And and we all have that self-talk. And it can come from something that has experience that's happened to you in, before. I mean, all of us Someone have experienced typic failures. Typically, yes. yeah. typically it is. And and you th we won't go too deep on this. I no. won't go too woo-woo, but I like what you just said, Spencer. You said typically it can happen from come from something that has happened before. Past experience, yeah. All along, at some point in all of our lives, my belief is that something happened. Yep. And you look and you go, there's something wrong here. Yeah. And when you look at the something that's wrong, you go, I'm the something that's wrong. I don't fit in. So we start being a certain way as a way to fit in, whether you may withdraw or maybe they won't notice me if I suck back into my cave. Yeah. Right. Or you, you get to be, I'm going to be the football player and I'm going to be the spokesman. I'm and overcompensate. Be, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we, we, when that's something that has happened in an experience, whether it was an adult or another kid, when you're growing up at some point during the growing up phase is something happened to make you go, there's something wrong. And we first think it's us that's wrong. Correct. Or the parents said something as a kid. Or, it, it's the parents, or a, teacher, a teacher, or a guardian. Yeah. And if it happens more than once, then we start to create exactly patterns of thought, exactly and neural pathways, and then it becomes a habit and a and a, and a temperament. Yeah. And and really, what's happening is is that's a habit that can be learned early on. So we have to be very well very said. careful. And so one of the things that I want I don't know if you wanted to go there, but in life skills, it starts early. It starts with yes. kids. Yes, it, it really does. does. And how we talk to our own kids and how we help socialize them and help them develop leadership skills. These kids have got to be ready for life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's why funny you should say that because Lisa and I um, just recently got motivated. And we want to uh, we still have to work out details to see if it can even happen. But I 
wanted to do something for those UNLV athletes. So cool. I heard and, she was telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, and I and I cuz I thought to myself, where are they getting life skills training from? And they're kids. They're kids. They're 18, 17, 18, 19, yes. 20. And I thought, what wouldn't it be great to to add a life skills component to their curriculum that helped them whether they went pro or not? Something like an invisible portfolio, a duffel bag that they get that we help them with that that gives them uh, a 12-week year where inside of that there's three critical result areas. They determine what they're, where they, they've taken the color code. They know that they're a blue-red yeah. or they know that they're a yellow-white and they understand themselves and there's greater team unity because they get themselves and they get their teammates. Yeah. And then they start building things like a life plan where they have a 90-day plan or a 12-week year plan. And then it's a one-year perspective and a three-year outlook. Imagine if you had that when you were in school. That's at 18, so 19. awesome. I mean, yeah. and it's so important. And Lisa, you were actually saying something to me. I'd love for you to share that. You were saying these kids, they come out of high school and, and then all of a sudden they're celebrities. And so how does that translate to being effective with communication and everything else? Well, like I said, they go to, to college and they all of a sudden they're in college. They were somebody in high school and then all of a sudden they, they just fade into a zero in college and they have to become something they don't even know how to become, but because of the peer pressure, that's what molds them to become something that that's what society tells them to be. Yeah. And they, if they had these life skills to show them that how to act in a sexual situation, in a social situation, financial situation, um, emotional intelligence, you yeah. know, you got the, all of the IQ, FQ, SQ, EQ. I think that's so And when important. you say that, let's, let's explain. FQ, financial intelligence. SQ, yes. social intelligence. Yes. EQ, emotional intelligence. We spend a lot of time in America focusing on IQ. That's right. Intellect. You know, and, and logic gets people to think, and you really can't change your IQ that much. EQ, or emotional intelligence, yes. gets people to act. Absolutely. So it's emotions that gets people to that's act, right. and, and, and it, for good or bad. Well said. And so to be aware of your emotions and how you're showing up and the emotions of others and how that impacts you, that's a skill, that's a life skill that will absolutely translate into success in your in your career. I totally agree. In your, in your schooling, in your relationships, you have to have it. I totally agree. So let's reassess. Knowing yourself. Yep. Making connection with others. Yes. Creating engagement. However that is, you don't have to be a great talker or a long talker. Just find something to engage with the other person. And you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And then I would say the other thing that... Is be interested. Be very interested. Funny you should say that. That's really well said. <laughs> Which were cousins, I told you. I told you, man. You just right, right into the next Where's line. Where's that put me? Cousinette. Cousinette. <laughs> Not cousin it. No. Cousinette. Right. So, no. So, yeah, be, be interested. And then find a way to add value. Yes. Find a way to add value to the connections that you have, whether it's a good friend, a best friend, a mother, a father, a relationship, a husband, a wife. But you know, here's the challenge with that, I believe. That means you have to be focused on others. Yes. And we are, our culture today is so focused on us, Us. on me, on how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. And give me the ball and give me the rock and let me be the star and let me get the contract. That's right. And it's, I fall into that. It, well, you, the ego is something I fight all the time. Right, but see, but you have a program or a system or a process that snatches you back out of right. it. Right. Because if you don't, you're human. You're going to do the same thing. And I totally agree. That's right. Boy, this is great stuff. Let's talk about uh, where they can find us at. Lisa, do you want me to read where they can find us at? Or would uh, you, I'll go ahead. Because you're eloquent. iTunes, Apple TV, Roku TV, uh, Stitcher, Google TV, YouTube, RSS feed, Facebook, Twitter, and I always save the best for last. 
the Vegas Video Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Spencer, tell us where they can find you at. So, SpencerHornSolutions.com, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, Solutions.com, and... Find me on LinkedIn uh, under Spencer Horn, but uh, love for you to go to the website. Any Facebook or no? Facebook, absolutely. Spencer okay. Horn Solutions on, on, on Twitter, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter, okay. at Spencer Horn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very good. Okay, very, very good. Well, we have about one minute left on this program. Are you kidding me? I know. It's fast. I know it's fast. What's, <laughs> the, one, what's the one thing, Lisa, that you, from this program, from this great conversation with Spencer, what's the one thing that you want to share with the listeners in terms of this whole thing about building sustainable relationships? That you... To better understand yourself is the first thing in life that I recommend you do, because to get self is to get others. Very good. What about you, Spencer? One one crystal thing you want to leave with our listeners. It, it's more important to have to understand your impact on others than just your intentions, and to be other focused. Ooh. Ooh, nice. I like that to be other other focus. I like that. Well, you know what? I can't top any of those, but I'll just say <laughs> I won't even try. I won't even try. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do here. I'm going to say that I love what the both of you have said. I'm not going to even go back in and say anything on top of that. They're both exquisitely said and great words of wisdom that people can live by. And just those two things that you said in a in a synthesized sort of space says it's all about how you leave them feeling. 